today's episode is kind of interesting. Uh, I'm still researching as I'm recording this, but uh, it's called Being in Love with a Narcissist. Okay. Hi, this is Marsha, and first off, thank you for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you've heard one of one of my podcasts before, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for hearing me out again today. <laughs> I would love it if anything that I've researched and shared thus far has helped even one person anywhere in the world. I will keep this going. That's my promise. So what prompted today's topic was a piece I read on Medium about someone and her sister going through the holidays, um, well it's November, December, October kind of thing and with the presence of the actors, reading through it I can feel the exhaustion. I don't really go through the same thing during year-end holidays because Christmas or Thanksgiving are not a big deal, at least not in my household and within my immediate family. But in the past, I faced extreme difficulty during Chinese New Year and some other major major and minor um, family gatherings. I had to weigh the pros and cons of attending or even deserting or even going as far as to this <laughs> this is the family gathering arranged by my ex's family. So it made me think about stuff. What is it like to be married to or trying to move on from a family or life you've built with a narcissistic former partner. So let's dive in! So this is what's up with a narcissist. Although I've personally dealt with narcissistic people, when I was doing research about this topic, some of the personal stories were pretty shocking. It made what I went through appear pretty petty. I felt like someone went through some of the things I've experienced and I felt sad and comforted at the same time because I wasn't alone. Common stories were like, um, we could never be loved for what we are no matter what we did. and Or, whatever we said never mattered. Or, we were made to feel ashamed, invisible, forgotten, unworthy, and like our existence is an obstacle in their lives. These are very, very difficult feelings to live with, especially when you're in love with that person. It would feel like someone is killing you from the inside without lifting a finger. So we're not talking about physical abuse. So 
um, basically emotional abuse sometimes even without the words to go with it living with a narcissist could also feel like slow torture torture robbing the others of joy self-esteem confidence and even the willingness to live this is very real and these are ob- obstacles that we have to face so I am so de- determined to um, highlight some of these things which may become a bit sensitive so uh, tune out if <laughs> if you're not ready for it one of the stories I could relate to was being told off for whatever reason it was that angered this person that had nothing to do with me or the victim. Even when we were trying our best to help out, it simply angered them just because we were there. If you have kids and they acted out in public, it's your fault. They have nothing to do with their children's bad behavior and they refuse to help or be involved. When the victim has trouble juggling multiple tasks, the narcissist would devalue the hard work and deduce that the victims are either incompetent or fucking stupid. I'm not even kidding about this. The funny thing is that while the behind the scenes look chaotic and senseless, I mean, like they appear, (laughs) these people, the narcissists, um, they appear heroic, helpful and fun in front of others. At times like this, the victim will see a ray of light. How nonsensical that sounds like, but we do see a light. Because they're treating other people really well, so there's a real flight and there's hope that this person could could like kind of uh, turn over a new leaf or and behave the same way he or she treated others with his closest family members, especially his or her spouse, partner, or and kids. With narcissistic people, there's no chance in hell. (laughs) No chance in hell. I'm telling this point blank. They will continue to lavish gifts and pay for exquisite dinners for others while berating family members for spending too much on basic necessities. Okay. It also appears to me that narcissists also tend to use comfy looks at home as a weapon to weaken the victim's self-confidence. Okay, let's, let, let's just be real about this. When you're at home, do you, do you dress up or do you just dress down, right? So... The answer for most of us 
disagree with me if you want. But I think most of us, when we're at home, we dress down, right? And narcissists can be cruel, ruthless, cold, and almost, almost gruesome, gruesome at home with their real family members. I'm not mincing my words because this is the absolute truth. Something I've experienced for myself. Like for example, have you have you ever asked for help because you absolutely have no other choice, only to be rejected with the words, "What makes you think you deserve my help?" Ouch. So true story, and yet narcissists believe it is their right to ask. For your help, and they deserve it. Terrible. So here we go、uh, onto something more、uh, balanced. Okay, so. Let's clear up about the definition of a narcissistic person. Honestly,、uh, while I was researching narcissistic behavior in people on the internet, I didn't know that narcissism is a personal personality disorder. According to ClevelandClinic.com, it is a disorder, and like many others, I did not know it was a serious condition. So.、Um, Like many others, we just think that oh, that person sucks, but it is a serious condition. So, what is the definition of NPD, narcissistic personality disorder? This person will come across as selfish, self-absorbed, superior, have problems getting along with others, may not easily connect with others socially, and they are kind of snobbish. No surprise. They also have a need for excessive and constant admiration from others. They have an inflated sense of entitlement. They are willing to take advantage of or step over others in their efforts to achieve their goals. They absolutely lack understanding, compassion, and empathy for others around them. They are also unable to read the room, consider the feelings of others. Hmm. To be fair,、uh, people with personality disorders is and these these、um, actions they are almost natural reactions that helps、uh, make up for their fragile sense of self worth, right? So,、uh, much like other mental health problems, narcissistic personality disorder requires the help of counseling. A long-term one, because the therapist will need to gain insights into the problems, and learn how to help the person make positive changes. They will be advised on how to relate to others in a rewarding and mutually beneficial way, work on their self-esteem, and find ways to be more compassionate instead of competitive, and have more realistic expectations of others. And and this is. A surprise to me. On top of that, people suffering from severe NPD may need medication to treat depression, 
uh, serotonin up reuptake inhibitors, mood stabilizers to control mood swings, and some form of antipsychotic drug. Of course, living with someone who is a narcissist cannot be easy. Some couples may have to consider couples therapy, family counseling, or individual counseling for the person who is not suffering from NPD. Uh, you can also consider joining support groups separately, you know, a support groups that help these couples deal with the, you know, um, the conditions separately. I think it's a good idea. And looking at this, I now have a better understanding about narc- narcissistic people and their behaviors. But I still have one question. In the, in the case of a family with children, where do the children fit in? Who, who do they get counselling from? Ultimately, children and the family will be suffering too and not exempt from the possible chaos within the household, right? Some scientists and doctors have, may argue that narcissistic behaviour is not a personality flaw. It's not a flaw, but a health condition, mental health condition. Uh, and I... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't really know. I'm on the fence on this one. Let's think about it for a bit. It may seem as though people who are victims of people with such personal personality disorders may have to tolerate or learn to navigate through their innate traits. I don't know where the ceiling is then. Where, where, where do we stop? The reason why I'm asking this is because... That's because living with or loving someone with narcissistic behavior takes a toll on the victims too. The damage is draining, exhausting, and it creates another mental monster for the victims. Where should the buck stop? Do we wait for them to finally discover a way to have better ways to deal with their verbal abusive ways do we take the kids out of the house whenever negative words are being thrown there or our way do we simply like you know kind of chill out get on with life like nothing happened or be understanding until they they feel good enough for, for the family i don't know do you Okay, so since I've talked about the science, health, medical part of narcissistic people, here's how to spot narcissistic people. A lot of people like us, uh, I know, who are not narcissistic and they tend to talk about themselves a lot and they dominate conversations, right? They exaggerate their accomplishments not in a joking or self-deprecating manner, but they seriously believe they're the best. While some people stress their accomplishments because we are trying to impress people, which is normal, okay? Can you imagine a job interview whereby you're not trying to impress the person that who's interviewing you? That's what I'm talking about, right? So it's normal 
for everyone to impress others with our accomplishments. But people with NPD stretch the truth so far that they can be everything from being the most trusted trust fund manager in the world to being the most flexible yogi in the country. This is as per the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition. I don't do this without doing my, you know, uh, research. <laughs> and so, let's just imagine this. You're waiting in line at a popular store because there is a sale, but your partner is acting up, pulling out his or her gold cards or other forms of identification that proves that they are far more worthy to be standing in front of the line while berating the others or even the security people for making him or her wait at the end of the line just like a commoner, just like a normal resident. It's uh, mind-boggling. If this happens to you, I would just leave the line and go home and just, you know, order something online and comfort myself with my favorite food. (laughs) And another common trait. uh, If they message you, they expect you to respond right away. If they call you and you missed their call because you're in the middle of a meeting, they will berate you, they will like shout at you because they are deemed more important than the meeting. Like, oh my god, I've just experienced this. And this is the absolute truth. I was asked to, um, okay, so I was asked by someone to lend him money to the tune of tens of thousands and uh, he berated me, he absolutely like you know was so frustrated with me for being late while I was just told of this sudden need for money a couple of hours ago I was expected to wire the money into his account on the spot no more no less so he 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 was angry because I didn't make it happen I had to wire the money while begging to just let me have my fucking dinner god please this is seriously not cool so I think in my personal opinion this this is a very narcissistic person really I won't reveal who it is (laughs) a narcissistic person's needs must be met as and when they arise. No questions about it. You must concede to his or her demands or face or face his or her wrath. They want unconditional compliance because there you go. They are superior and their needs are commands, not requests. During the course of my life, uh, I've met some high rollers, of course, but they've never thrusted their accomplishments in my face. It's one thing to shoot for the stars and accomplish it, but to have it pushed into your face, shoved into your face again and again, 
and then one fine day you find out that it is not entirely the truth you would wonder where did that confidence come from wouldn't you but narcissistic people please look out for this trait they believe that they are destined for greatness It's very different from confidence and skills or abilities. It simply stems from some kind of like unfounded belief. You know, sometimes when we look around us and our goals, we try to take baby steps and have, you know, muster up some confidence, you know, in what we're trying to do. And we work towards that you know, that goal. <sighs> With narcissists, they strongly believe that it is only natural for them to belong to the upper elite class of society and they are irresistible and magnetic. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about this. And finally, the traits. Uh, among all the traits that I found about narcissistic people, everyone can be competitive. So am I. I hate to lose. I'm one of the most competitive people, but I choose my battles, right? And I only play when I think I have a, a kind of like a 50% chance of winning. Otherwise, I'm out of it. I'll stay out of it. <laughs> but with a narcissistic person, they must win in virtually everything. In the boardroom, to the tennis court, from the home, to the friendly football match. It is simply their nature to want to win the admiration of everyone, no matter where they are and what they're doing. This makes it difficult for them to celebrate another person's win and I've seen this firsthand. It's awkward. Honestly, um, their condition makes it difficult for them to celebrate another person's win. I've lost a lot in my life and of course I was bitter about it for a while but at the end of the match uh, we abide by the rules and we shake hands shake the hands of our opponents and we uh, how do you say this mm, in the name of sportsmanship we congratulate them despite all the sadness of frustration and oftentimes absolute anger but have you ever met someone in a friendly competition who refuses to shake the hand at the end of the match of their opponent I have and it made me feel guilty for winning what kind of feeling is this what kind of feeling is this? I mean, like, you you want a match and the person is angry and he doesn't want to shake your hand. So, like, 
yeah anyway <laughs> these are the things that I have discovered about narcissism and especially NPD and that's absolutely new to me I hope you've learned a thing or two about this too uh, it's not easy because uh, if it is a mental condition uh, we have to perhaps try to understand a little bit more because it's sort of like if if you if you suffer from anxiety or depression this person suffers from the opposite kind of um, mental condition so it's all it's what do you call it you know even like it's like a mental condition that is so pompous and the other mental condition is like so unawake I think that's the worst word I would use so but so let's since we've discovered this both ends of the situation I don't know where this is going but uh, I have definitely learned a lot more about anxiety depression and now NPD uh, we've learned a thing or two about these things and I think what I want to do is, why do people, you know, um, fall for narcissistic people? Really, seriously, I am so curious. Before I move on to the next segment, I would just like to clarify that I wrote a whole embarrassing essay about how I fell for narcissistic people over and over again I'm not going to publish it I'm not going to talk about it (laughs) at all because it's so fucking stupid but uh, let's let's just say that you know we'll we'll find out why people fall for narcissistic behavior and what kind of what what are the common people who actually you know uh, fall in love and dedicate and commit their lives to narcissistic people okay see ya bye been trying to find someone who can discuss you know their relationships with narcissistic people in their lives and and it's pretty obvious that nobody really like you know to admit that they've been in those kind of relationships especially when things turn out not to you know happily ever after or it, it becomes a trauma right so but uh, so I, I dove into it a little bit 
um, because strangely enough I found myself attracted to narcissistic people and uh, here's what I found although not every relationship with a narcissistic person starts and ends the same way it has been shown that most of these relationships begin with a beautiful dream come true fairy tale like end but it just kind of like ends up in like a nightmare <laughs> I'm not lying search it up and you will find stories on everywhere in blogs and medium especially medium and reddit okay hit those spots and you will find lots of stories and maybe some Facebook groups do it and when I dug a little bit deeper uh, according to insider business insider is it insider well anyway there are three main stages in a narcissistic person's relationship one is to idealize which is to point out that oh this could be the ideal relationship uh, and two is to devalue when you are already in the relationship so you the narcissistic person will take advantage of opportunities to make you feel a lot less um, make you feel like you're a lot less than what you really you know are in real life and the third one is very very obvious which is discard the moment they had they exhaust you of all the things that they think is useful to them from you they will discard you without without a, you know even feeling sorry for it I, that's what I believe in because not because of my personal experience but because that's what I read now the, the worst thing about being in and leaving a relationship with a narcissistic person is that it's hard because we the, the partner may not know we were being mistreat, mistreated all those times until it is over you tend to like you know it, it take up to like seven times or more to break up with a narcissistic partner and that is like just mind-blowing and even when the victim manages to escape from being under the thumb of one narcissistic partner there is a very high chance of them being attracted to people with similar nature again after knowing all the traits and vowing never to fall for a narcissistic person again this <laughs> bring tears to my eyes but it can be easily explained okay it could be because the victim has a personal preference towards those people or the narcissistic person is very good at being attractive and desirable it sounds to me like the kind of psychological warfare that I'm highly incapable of managing or winning once again I encourage you to search it up on the internet or ask around and you will find that people who report traits of a narcissist are considered attractive it's crazy but it's true like for example studies show that people tend to like traits like confidence good leadership skills 
self-sufficiency, individualism, self-esteem, and ambitions in their partners to be. And unfortunately, narcissists are great at all the above and more. It's really annoying. For one, people who know that they are attractive are actually attractive, even though they may not be considered physically attractive. That is a distinction because they see themselves as the creme de la creme. They possess a certain level of confidence and charisma. And here's another scary fact. People are sometimes attracted to people who remind us of the very people who hurt us badly in the past. And despite knowing that, they still fall for them. A good example for this is when you, you're you dropped like a hot potato by a narcissistic partner. Uh, this will hurt you a lot and you're probably traumatized by it and you promise yourself and you're not going to fall for the same kind of person again. But you may find yourself vying for the same kind of person with the same kind of personality in an effort to correct what you thought went wrong in your last relationship. This can be explained by the fact that you may be craving for this person's validation because you're not just dealing with the loss. In the same vein, you're you're trying to tackle issues with self-confidence and trust. It's a very, very tough place to be. This is a very bad cycle that we're looking at, right? Um, knowing that you were in a narcissistic, uh, you're in a relationship with someone who's not good for you. Um, but how do we get out of such a cycle? So experts suggest that instead of going into a loop of relationships with the same type of person, we actually need to sit down and think about what we really want from our partners. From our partners, not relationships. Is it unconditional love? Is it respect? Is it constant atten- attention? Is it similar to, you know, having similar sense of humor? Is it uh, sh- a shared level of kindness? Sit down there, listen down and rank them. This is not what I'm saying. This is what the experts are saying. And here's a little bit of a reveal. From my personal experience, dealing with narcissistic people is hard for me because I am the kind of person to let my guard down when someone asks for help. I am gullible, although I've hardened myself through experience and time, but I still believe people very easily. I would even push through their ideas when it goes against my personal instincts and beliefs because I think I'm helping someone. To me, I'm helping some. I'm helping someone, but to other people and the rest of the world, that's me being manipulated and being stupid. Because you know, guys, um, being with someone as your life partner shouldn't cause you so much stress. Uh, we should actually be helping each other and not just, you know, us working our asses off to build or you know fulfill the desire of another 
it's that that's just not it I've also read read lengthy um, explanations and um, studies done and they believe that victims of such relationships should learn how to slowly move on slowly yes we all know that but it's not as easy as as it sounds I believe that you have reached your limit and told your partner that things need to change up and they show absolutely no interest in those ideas throw in the towel completely give up really really just just yeah f it all if you have to be cruel so be it if you have to look the other way do it even if it bothers you for now it will bother you for now and maybe for some time but if you you can find the resolve to do it it is really for your own good okay so this chapter is about the personality rabbit hole of uh, people who um, deal with uh, narcissistic people and people who are who continue to do the same thing over and over again it's a rabbit hole but this time let's do something a little bit more fun instead of something so factual and dry I did the same personality test multiple times and no matter how I try to be more honest the next round I keep ending up with um, one personality type which is ENFP one time I got an ENTP and I thought oh what the hell what what did I do but if you've not done this test try them out it's fun and it gives you a little bit more insight about what what kind of person you are ENFP ENFPs are true true free spirits I'll just say that we're kind of like outgoing we're open-hearted and very open-minded we're gullible we're game for anything fun exciting new or has potential do I agree <laughs> yeah I kind of like you know okay because I wanted to analyze myself why do I keep falling into this um, going into relationships that are really which are really not healthy for me right so yep I want things to be fun I want it to be lively happy upbeat challenging new etc 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 you get you get the picture so yes I am not afraid of being in the spotlight but let me just say this that's not the point ENFPs are campaigners apparently uh, you can search it up what it means uh, we also use this uh, opportunities to form deep meaningful and emotional connections with others my life matters but so is yours that's the motto mostly for most people with my personality type not that I'm very proud of it I think a lot of people um, who share similar tr- uh, preferences character and personalities uh, I think yeah we tend to lean more towards you know being attractive 
addicted to certain type of people and I want to be totally honest here right so truth be told if I was given the spotlight I'm always looking for a link between both the ones on stage and the ones off stage I want to connect and kind of like be a bridge between these two groups of people most people who are involved with narcissistic people tend to share the same trait unfortunately we use our imagination to show enthusiasm and sometimes it becomes infectious or in an infection with the people we we engage with with you know can, can this be helped so i thought wow Ian, enfp people are freaking awesome we can do everything but here's where i where i went wrong uh but another caveat here's the thing please don't take this the wrong way because i'm just being very careful here um it's just been the texts are written in such a way but i have to desexualize this situation because i'm talking about someone who's on stage and you know uh, the audience right and it's it's a, a kind of situation that I'm trying to use as an example. I thought narcissists prefer homebodies, women with no ambition, women or men who value family over careers, or people who are simply clueless about what kind of partner they want for the rest of their lives. As it turns out, it's not true at all. The idea that narcissistic people are attracted to emotionally dependent partners who are low on self-confidence is simply not true. Experts suggest that narcissistic people they are attracted to strong, confident and self-assured partners. I recommend doing a, a quick research on psychology today. It's a website. Type it out and you'll find it. Today to find out more about the reason why um i think it all boils down to the insecure people with these traits feeling deep down inside that they're not showing up enough for the rest of the world including their own family members to explain this because the narcissistic person knows he or she is lacking in that department he or she is looking for someone who can make him or her appear that way in the eyes of the public and that's i guess where the ENFP people come in so let's say you're you're someone who can take charge you can manage things well you can make decisions and you can create your own success quickly it draws in this type of people psychologically speaking partnering up with such a person who is able to show kindness and empathy is a natural magnet to those who want to create a persona they want others to see i hate to say this but the narcissist may even consider winning over such a partner as a conquest and if i have only the time to advise people about this it would be this one If your partner appears to want too much time alone, it's a red flag. How you define and measure enough alone time is completely subjective. 
It's fine if we give each other alone time. It really is and it is absolutely essential in my personal opinion. All of us need me time. But what a narcissistic person will do is to instill a sense of isolation and independence from you isolation from you and dependence on you more so than you think is necessary so in short they have complete control or are trying to exert that kind of power over you during the relationship you might even find that kind of you know off-putting or really unreasonable if you ask me okay so I'll give a very uh, sim- as simple as possible of an example right when you go out of your way to help out his or her business without extra cause or inconvenience because you feel like you know it's you know kind of your responsibility or you know you want to help out they reject it they insist on being alone okay they think of your presence as a kind of intrusion and they may never want you to go out uh, with them on a date without the kids they want to spend time with their friends instead and reject introducing you to his or her friends or family even So because they have opposite reactions to your needs to spend time with your friends and family, they might become a little bit sulky. They don't want you to spend time alone with your family and friends out of their sight. So if you're still asking yourself if you should get out of the relationship or stay in, please listen to this podcast right from the start again. Or you can start searching up on the topic of being in a relationship with narcissistic people. There are tons of people who have done research surveys and tests on this topic. It's really quite clear. So this chapter, I'm going to talk about people who are good for narcissists. Is it all men? Is it all machismo? I began my exploration of narcissistic people and if it is a personality disorder, we should not discard them, disown them or relegate them to being just social trash. Uh, if it is a recognized personality disorder it would be really unfair to not help these people you know uh, you don't have to get into a relationship with them of course uh, but once again this is the part of my personality speaking that has become the quote-unquote loophole (laughs) so like based on my experience i may not want to be in a relationship with narcissists but i believe they are not aliens they are humans just like you and me i am a social person and maybe you're not does that make me or 
you weird no it's just a personality trait that when combined it might fail or it needs some help you know there are ways to live with and overcome this um, you know uh, differences or even I think it's even possible to thrive together and this is what I believe in the uni- universe is kind of fair I think <laughs> some people are great matches for narcissists you know but here's the thing whenever we think about narcissists we think of it naturally being a dominating male that's wrong because women can be narcissists as well without naming names uh, let's just throw it out out there you know think of some women who are overly confident who cannot stop talking about themselves um, or celebrities uh, who hold top positions in politics or you know are in large organizations think about it I don't know whether it's gonna work out or not but my opinion about this is if they take turns being in control or knowing when to back off or when to soak in the limelight I don't know this 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 could really happen and thrive in <laughs> I mean like in real life if you know your position this could really work but for me I have decided that it is all about control disagree with me please disagree with me if you think I'm wrong when the narcissists feel like they have power over their partner it is a successful relationship so but based on what I've read so far it seems as though a narcissist might like to take in someone who uh, looks really good and is perhaps a little bubbly by nature but then when they're in a real relationship like kind of like state uh, uh, a um, stable relationship they want to watch their partners fall apart it's really disturbing but according to the writer the journey of watching that person fall apart is what makes them excited to the point of being diabolical 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 let me repeat that again one last time diabolical it's pretty scary it's freaking scary (laughs) maybe because I have low EQ my emotional intelligence is like uh, yeah like the bottom 10% in the world so but what if the partner or victim is strong enough not to fall apart would it be the kind of constant challenge a narcissist seek wouldn't it be the kind of push and pull relationship that would keep them both in the relationship you know there are many things we don't know and understand completely so you know absolutely we, we can't 
you know, come to a, uh, you know, a cookie cutter answer to this. That's where we are right now, right? <laughs> I could be wrong, because according to someone who wrote on, um, quote unquote, the narcissistic life. Uh, I took note of the requirements for the perfect partner for people with narcissistic personalities and it kind of spells out like you know unwavering loyalty is one of them and they look for someone who would back them up regardless and unconditionally instead of being loyal to them too but no it's a one-way loyalty freeway the disturbing part about this equation is that once they have extracted everything they need or want from the partner the partner will most probably be discarded what's interesting is that there are people in this world who have like such a high level of self-esteem they don't really need to show off their control to others in the world you know as like you know okay the narcissist oh i'll spend like two seconds donald trump and his wife okay so donald trump wants to show his power and Although his wife is equally powerful and influential, she stays off the screen most of the time. And that's because they don't need to showcase their, you know, uh, power or confidence to the rest of the world. But uh, they might be able to strike a deal with their partner so that the narcissist can go on whatever power trips that they want right but in exchange for something else in private these people have high self-esteem but they don't need to be in control or yield too much of themselves when they demand when the demand is too unreasonable okay so i'm eating a little bit of um cereal over here uh forgive the sound but okay let's discuss the the kind of people who are you know really good for uh people with narcissistic behavior right I feel kind of icky even when I'm writing and saying this but it's true in my personal opinion experts say that these are the kind of people who suit um, this personality disorder okay I want all of us to take a step back and think about it So number one, do we want to stay in such a relationship for the long term or is this a fling? Okay. Number two, 
do you think your attraction to such a narcissistic person justifies is justified or uh, is tolerable okay so number three if you are mentally emotionally and and especially physically abused do you know how to handle it number four are you really 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 in love with this person number five when you feel belittled do you have support or you know outlets to express yourself or maybe just connect with others and ask for advice hmm. number six where do you see this relationship going especially if children are involved number seven do you see yourself as a victim do you want to get out of it number eight if you love this person do you have what it takes for potential manipulation many and like millit how do i put it games manipulative games that they play from time to time or even gaslighting are you ready for that are you prepared for that do you know what to do right number nine if your narcissistic partner was to go on a self-destructive journey or a power struggle would you stay on in the relationship it's very important number 10 narcissistic people are known to put on a persona that makes them look happy blessed successful and powerful if behind closed doors this is not the case would you stay so these are the questions that I think you should sit down and answer. I've re- researched this high and low, okay? So think about it. Answer yourself. You don't have to answer me. <laughs> so, yeah. So thank you so much for tuning in to my little humble, very under, mm, nobody visits or listen to me anyway, but if you are, I absolutely, please reach out to me yeah, so that I know that you're listening to me because I'm making such an effort to explore you know human conditions and psychology culture language marketing it's all related trust me so this has been me marsha talking about being in love with or being naturally attracted to a a narcissist 
and I hope you had some takeaways from this yeah and most importantly be sure to subscribe or look me up on my socials and let's keep in touch I, I get personal sometimes um, and I really really want the human touch I'll try my best to answer your questions or connect with you. Thanks for listening all the way. Have a blessed, happy day ahead. And since this is Chinese New Year that I'm releasing this, Happy Chinese New Year. Good night.